Episode 98, Seven Strategies to Transform a Breakdown into a Breakthrough with Chris Lee. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Thomas Jefferson once wrote, The most fortunate of us all in our journey through life frequently meet with calamities and misfortunes which greatly afflict us. To fortify our minds against the attacks of these calamities and misfortunes should be one of the principal studies and endeavors of our lives. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. It means the world to me that you're taking a few minutes to spin with the podcast this week. And I am bringing a huge gift in the form of our old friend Chris Lee, who was with us all the way back in Episode 4, talking about his principles of abundance and prosperity to this day. It is the episode that people tell me that they binge listen to the most during times of struggle. Well, Chris is going to be back dropping some brand new knowledge this week because is there a possibility that you could take the breakdown right now in your career, in your business, in your income, maybe in your relationships? A lot of people struggling now that you're quarantined together at home and, you know, a lot of those scabs are being ripped off of relationships. But could you use whatever challenges you're facing to propel you forward into an amplified life and career that you didn't believe is possible? I'm seeing it right now in my clients all the time. One of the members of my group coaching program was recently laid off from her job in the entertainment industry, but is using this now to generate income selling her artwork into the world. I think she did five or six uh, new commissioned pieces just this week once she started to put the offer out there. So for some people, they're going to view this as a time to go into the turtle shell and hide from the world and just wait for things to blow over. But Chris and I want to give you some strategies to move forward into more abundance more joy, and more opportunity. Here's some of the topics Chris and I discuss in this week's conversation. Why it's okay to experience your emotions and feelings without judging yourself. Chris will teach us how not to become a victim of our current circumstances. We'll discuss the power of reframing and finding a blessing in life's most challenging moments. We'll talk about how to examine the interpretation that you're having of the current events of the world and why gratitude is the key to maintain abundance and prosperity. We'll talk about the power of forgiveness and how you can set a daily intention to create the environment around you. Chris will talk about how we can create goals that stick. And Chris will tell us how to use intentions as fuel to fire you to do what you really want to accomplish and create in this lifetime. It's always a pleasure to talk to Chris. His energy is infectious. And if you love the conversation this week, we'd love for you to share this podcast with a friend. You can also screenshot Got it? Upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag us both. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason, and you can find Chris at Chris Lee Motivator. Don't forget, you can also pick up Chris's book, Transform Your Life, The Ten Principles of Abundance and Prosperity, on Amazon right now. We're talking about how to turn a breakdown into a breakthrough this week with our buddy Chris Lee on Life Amplified. Chris Lee, it is an honor and a privilege, my friend. Welcome back to Life Amplified. 
I'm so excited to be back here. We had a great time last time. I keep hearing about the impact that our last episode has had on a lot of people. A lot of my audience recalls it and talks about it, and I know that your audience as well loved it. In two years now, being into this podcast, yours is still the one that I hear the most about from people anecdotally. It's still the one that they go back to during a time of struggle, just to lock into those 10 principles of abundance and, our, and prosperity mm-hmm. that you shared with us. And it's an interesting transition to the conversation that we're having today, because it's easy to keep that abundance mindset when the 401k is on point, when the paycheck's coming in, when life is in a routine and we're getting what we want, when life is meeting our expectations. Certainly right now, this is an unprecedented time of uncertainty, uh, a lot of fear coming up for people and just living in the day to day of what's going to happen next. How are we going to get through this? And that's really the real test, right? To apply all these principles that we learn in the self-help world. Now we actually have to live it. Right. <laughs> this is where those tools come in handy. It's not when things, you know, we don't need a lot of support when things are going right. It's when life throws us a curveball or a Corona ball, yeah. uh, when life throws us an unexpected challenge or when we don't deliver on what we want or when we think that what we're experiencing in this current moment shouldn't be happening. And so those are all breakdowns that we're creating and you know have been created for us or outside of us. But in essence, we are living in another challenge. Is it a you know, is it a bigger challenge because it's collective? Yes, but it's no different than our challenges that we face every single day when life throws us a curveball, when we get a cancer diagnosis, when we, you know, find out that our company is bankrupt. I think that what this does is that, like it, the title of your podcast, Life Amplified, this massive breakdown is amplifying all the other breakdowns that we have either been avoiding or not being accountable for. And so what's happening right now for people is they're taking inventory on, whoa, I was behind on my payments. I was behind, was not saving money. I wasn't taking care of my health. I haven't been dieting. I haven't been exercising. I'm not all paid up in my relationships. I'm not connected with my wife and now I'm stuck with her for two months indoors. You know, so this is just amplifying breakdowns that a lot of us have had already. And in addition, of course, adding on new breakdowns because my life could have been completely put together and this threw me in for a loop anyway. You know, I relish in breakdown. I mean, I live in it. I coach it. And I have some strategies that I know that will serve your audience, which is my intention, is to serve the people that are in front of me that will allow them to navigate through this situation challenge breakdown in the most powerful way. I love that. And the first strategy that we're going to get into, I think, is super important because, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the self-help community or maybe the Instagram online influencers where we deal with the surface level of advice, right? That it's just like, well, you got to think positive, right? Positive thoughts mm-hmm. create positive results. Yet in that... There is a level of avoidance 
and can't really transform an emotion. I'm so glad glad you picked up on that. You know, I I think a lot of, for a lot of people that are already positive and people that have all these tools and people that could, they come to my seminars and like, well, I could teach this. You know, there's so much information that we have and there's such an expectation to be positive all the time and to be cheerful and to take it with a grain of salt. I think that that, that's also important, but there's a a step that needs to happen before we even get there. And I think that the first step in transforming a breakdown, challenge, curveball situation into a breakthrough is to acknowledge the breakdown and to experience it. Just allowing yourself to feel the emotions that are coming up without judging them, right? Yes. You want to be psychotic for a moment. You're psychotic. You're pissed. You know, you've got to, you've got to experience something to let it go. You can't let go of something you don't experience. So if I'm pissed off, I need to feel the pain. I need to feel the anger, and I got to release it. If I'm sad or scared, I need to allow myself to be scared. I'll be honest with you. In the beginning of this situation, I was in breakdown. I was freaked out. I was scared. I wasn't scared so much for myself because my life is so compassionate. I was scared for so many people, like scared for the elderly, scared for people that that are sick, scared for people that have compromised immune systems, scared for people going through financial challenges, scared for people that don't have a place to live, scared for people that are stuck on a cruise ship. So a lot of fear came over me. But instead of going, all right, well, this say yes and move forward and who cares? No. I allowed myself to experience my experience. And what happens when you experience your experience fully, it goes away. Yeah. If you don't experience your pain, you don't experience your heartbreak, you don't experience your sadness, your frustration, you stuff it. And when you stuff something, it becomes a cancer. When you stuff something, it becomes something that will create an implosion. And so I, I'm all about, and I do this in my seminars, I have people literally experience their experience. We face up to all the breakdowns in our lives, to all the challenges, to all of the missteps, to all the things we feel pissed off about that's called resentment, all the anger we have towards anybody else from the people that you surround yourself with to the people that are supposedly leading this, the actual virus itself, even people are pissed off at bats, you know, whatever, whatever you're experiencing (laughs) to experience it. And part of what I teach people to do is to express it, whether it's to share it with someone like you, to a coach, to a mentor, to a buddy, a friend, someone that's going to listen to you without, like you said earlier, judgment. So I was sharing this with a friend of mine, and she, and she literally went, oh, my God, Chris, aren't you supposed to be Mr. Transformation? I go, this is transformation. Transformation is to acknowledge my pain and experience it. And then she went, oh, my God, got it. You're so right. And so by expressing how I was feeling, by having a good cry, yes, men do cry, by being vulnerable, I was able to move through it. Now, some people have a hard time talking to people. Maybe what you should do is journal. I'm experiencing, I'm feeling, I'm sad because, I'm pissed off because, I'm scared because, I'm frustrated because. And then 
allow yourself to put down on paper, to express, to have a good old-fashioned cry. Yeah. What does that do? It releases stress hormones. It releases endorphins. I mean, there's a whole scientific, biological benefit that this has on your body, which I don't want to go into. But, you know, it's, it's just beneficial on every level. One of the things that I also do is I play music, soft instrumental music that allows me to connect to my feelings. For example, one music, one piece of music I recommend is anything by Enya. <laughs> the pure mood CD. Quick cry. That's a quick cry. All these songs are just so conducive to just feeling your feelings and letting them go. Also, punching a pillow, like beat up a pillow. You know, have a toy that you want to use as a representative of someone you don't like. You know, and so what that does is that it allows those emotions and those feelings to move through you. I remember going through my divorce back in 2012 and uh, using that as, as a way to spur my fitness goals. And I remember like just doing medicine ball slams. And like the things that I was imagining slamming the medicine ball down into at that point were not very spiritual. They were not my highest self. No, but, of course not. But boy, it was such a powerful way to release that anger. And and here's the question I, I have for you on that. We want to be able to experience fully all the emotions. You know, there's the Joseph Campbell quote that every feeling felt is bliss. At some point, though, there are the people who just want to take out a second mortgage and live in those emotions. That's why there's more steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't hang out there. I'm not a fan of hanging out there. And I love what you said, take out a second mortgage and live there. Some people take out a third and a fourth and a fifth and they never leave that space. Yeah. Those are called victims. Mm. And so I'm not saying to complain and whine and scream to be a victim. I'm saying to get it out. So one thing is to stir the, the, the drama and just keep stirring it. And another thing is to release the drama. And so I'm about releasing, catharsis, letting it go. And sometimes it could be as simple as sharing with someone why you're frustrated. It doesn't have to be so dramatic. It could be just writing down, journaling what you're upset about. Or it could be punching a ball or it could be screaming into a pillow. But whatever you need to do, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with you. And really, so as we talk about feeling that fully, as we move into the second step, I think that's where the transformation begins, that release, but also move forward. So talk to me here about the second step of reframing and finding a blessing. Well, the second step is to really examine the interpretation that I'm having that's upsetting me. Because I'm not upset because of the coronavirus. The coronavirus sure. is, is neutral. I'm not upset because my boyfriend or my girlfriend left me or my husband, my wife dumped me or cheated on me. I'm not upset because financially I'm in, I don't have money. I'm not upset because I don't have a job. I'm upset because of the interpretation that I attach to those things. And the interpretation that is causing me to be upset is a limiting belief. And it's a limiting interpretation. And it's a damaging interpretation. It sounds like we're all going to die. It's the end of the world. I'm unemployed. I'm going to be on the street. I can't. You know, I'm isolated. I'm not good at being alone. I mean, we have a series of interpretations that just keep us anchored into that second, third, and fourth mortgage. So what I get to do is I get to examine the interpretations and reinterpret. And the way, the shortcut to reinterpretation is 
Why is this a blessing? So gratitude, which by the way, is the key to abundance and prosperity. The key to abundance is gratitude. You can't be pissed off and grateful at the same time. I don't know too many people that are in total gratitude that are pissed. So it really takes reinterpretation, choosing to see this as a blessing. Why is this a blessing? It's a blessing because I can slow down. It's a blessing because I can regroup. It's a blessing because, like you said, when you're divorced, I can focus on my health. It's a blessing because I can rebrand myself. It's a blessing because there's about 20,000 home-based businesses I can create right now. There's a bless. It's a blessing because I get to reconnect with my family. And everybody I've talked to has shared with me major blessings. I must have talked to 2,000 people, spoken to 2,000 people in the last few days, literally, through my Zoom calls and meetings and Skype and all that. And I can tell you that some of the blessings are just life-defining blessings. But remember, where you put your attention, it expands. So if you put your attention on a limiting belief, those limiting beliefs expand. You put your attention on blessings, blessings expand. So a blessing requires gratitude and when I'm grateful in life, life will give me more to be grateful for. Sure. And when I'm in resistance and anger and, you know, hanging on to my victim story, life will give me more to be a victim about. Absolutely. One of the hardest concepts for people to grasp, but the most valuable is that the current circumstances of their life, wherever they're at, whatever's in the bank account, whatever's going on with their employer, it's not a reflection of what's possible long term. And that's a really difficult thing for people to grasp, though, when you're just living in the cortisol release and the stress response of the current circumstances. Well, that's why when you reinterpret, it shifts your outlook. Yeah. It shifts your interpretation. So I go from victim to to victor. You know, I'm now a victor in the situation. You know, I, I find a blessing and that blessing actually empowers me. And when I'm in empowerment stage, I see possibilities, possibility to go beyond my current moment, possibility to go beyond where I am, know that something bigger is coming, something greater is coming. And so when I stand in, this is a blessing and this is a gift, that opens up possibilities and vantage points for me. And so that's why I'm, I, I don't care what the situation is. Every situation that is happening is a blessing if you choose to see it that way. It's almost like the Rumi quote, life is rigged in my favor. Mm-hmm. And so instead of resisting the moment you're in, ask yourself, how is this rigged in your favor? And that quote came alive to me when Oprah Winfrey interviewed Arianna Huffington and asked Arianna, What's been the key to your success? She just sold her company for two, Huffington Post yeah. for $200 million. And Ariana goes, in spite of all the challenges I've had with my health, with death threats, with my divorce, you know, being cheated on, all the things I've been through, being you know, ripped off, I've always believed that life is rigged in my favor, mm. that there's something beautiful coming out of this. And the minute I heard that quote, I owned, I'm like, okay, that's my new mantra. Life is rigged in my favor. And so it's acknowledging where I am and being blessed by it, but knowing that this is leading to something bigger. 
So that step is really important to reframe it. A practical way that I shared recently on Instagram of how this has come up for me, you know, being a single guy living here in Southern California. And, you know, it's not that I haven't gone out on some online dates and gone out and dated, but I'd never really made it a, a massive priority in my life over the last five years. I've been focused on my business, my mission. And, you know, in the age of self-quarantine, when I can't go out and get some of those superficial connections at the gym or at my local coffee shop, it really started to stir up a loneliness within me about just living here with my dog. And, you know, I love my dog. He's great. But I started to feel sad, right? I get into the loneliness of, oh, there's nobody to ride out the pandemic with and blah, blah, blah. And I was sad for a few moments in, in terms of like that idea of acknowledging and experiencing it. But what came through for me in the gift is, oh, my God, like this is something that is really a priority to me. And maybe up until now, I've used my career as a way to push away from it. But there is a deep desire and I am ready to be in partnership with my person. In that moment, I started to actually get excited. I was like, oh, what are the ways I'm going to put myself out there? How am I going to call her in when uh, when all this is over? Well, you're calling her in right now. You know, yeah. it's not even when this is over. You're you're designing the environment. I talked about this in your in the last episode. The environment that we are attracts the results. So you are an environment of health, an environment of abundance, an environment of confidence, an environment of wholeness and complete. And I think that the isolation has been actually the biggest blessing for you because it requires you to be fulfilled and content on your own. That becomes sexy. That becomes attractive. That becomes an environment that people are going to go, whoa, this man is complete on his own. I can't wait to share with him. This woman is complete on her own. Can't wait to share with her. And so there's so many blessings. You know, to me, I'm taking, I, I've had the excuse of I haven't had the time to write my next book. Well, I'm already in the middle of my next book. Awesome. And I've had excuses for so many different things because I've been on the road. You know, fortunately, my career has me booked week after week after week. I'm on the road three weeks out of the month, and I love it. But one of the things that I've declared for 2020, be careful what you wish for, right, was <laughs> to spend more time at home. There you go. <laughs> I, I can't believe, you know, I have a beautiful pool downstairs. I have a beautiful gym. I have this incredible building. I live in an incredible place in Miami Beach. And each year I look back and I go, okay, I spent 15 days, I spent 20 days, I spent 30 days, and I've spent more time at home enjoying my home. Yeah, so for sure it's a blessing. The third step is to forgive. And why is it important to forgive? Because forgiveness, there's always, no matter how much we let go of, no matter how much we clear, no matter how much we move forward, there's always a bit of resentment or guilt left over. And so I believe that it's important to give attention to forgiveness if you need it. Not all steps apply in all moments, but I know that for me, forgiveness is very important because I get to forgive myself for what I haven't done. I get to forgive myself for not getting prepared for this moment. I get to forgive myself for any mistakes I've made. I get to forgive other people that I watch on TV every day. I get to forgive people, you know, that I that I notice I find anger towards. And so I want to keep my heart clean so I get to forgive. And when I forgive, I'm free. When I forgive, I have my power back. When I forgive, it's not even about them. I don't care. It's not really about them. I don't care what people did to you. Forgive them. 
because if you don't forgive them, they keep doing it. And so forgiveness is a way for me to, in addition to acknowledging the breakdown, reinterpreting it, finding the blessing slash the lesson, because there's a lot of lessons, forgiveness is really important because forgiveness allows me to let go of any kind of guilt or any kind of resentment. And that clears the space for step number four, which is what's my intention? I think that we get to we get to not sit around and wait and see what happens in this pandemic. We get to have a daily intention. And the intention to me is the environment that I'm gonna create around me. So my intention is connection, that's today. Tomorrow I'm gonna have a new intention, but each day I'm gonna create an intention. It's fun to create one. You could create whatever word represents the feeling, yeah. the experience that you want to generate around you because we are walking environments. And so there's an environment of fear. There's an environment of anxiety. Well, I'm creating an environment of connection today. And then to, yesterday I created optimism. Mm. And so having a clear intention of what you're going to create is a critical piece because you get to create the environment that you want around you and not be contaminated by the environment that's already been created. And that's what intention does. Yeah, to some degree, if you're not consciously directing who you want to be and where you want to go, the rest of the world is going to tell you who to be and what to feel each day, whether that's turning on the news or digging into your email box and seeing like 27 projects, you know, while you're working at home. There's so many people who are living their life at the mercy of other people's intentions without ever really checking in with themselves. Yeah. And I, and our emotional state is at effect of any kind of influence that comes our way. For example, breaking news flashing on your smartphone or the news or hearing about another 30-year-old who's on a ventilator or hearing about all these, you know, how the infection's getting worse and worse and worse and it's spreading and it's spreading. So it's really easy to fall back into breakdown again to step one. And so to me, the kryptonite to all of this negative energy is my intention. My intention is what am I creating today? Mm. It's not a feeling. Notice, I'm not saying it's a feeling. I don't always feel, my feelings are like crazy, up, down, in, out. You know, it's, it, it just, it's all over the place. But I don't live based on my feeling. I live based on my commitment, my intention. What's my intention? My intention is to create love. My, my intention is to create connection. So whatever that intention is. And it's incredible how living an intentional life, basically you have a remote control in your hand. And each day you get to choose what channel to put it on, no matter what comes my way. So intention is not the goal yet. Intention is the driving force behind the goal. So intention is the energy, the passion, the mindset. The next step, step five, is to create the goal. So once I have my intention to create connection or my intention to create power or love, then I'm ready. I've got the mindset to establish, okay, here's the goal. And the goal is that I, in addition to creating connection, I'm going to call five people that I love and do FaceTime with them and let them know how much I love them. That could be a goal. Sure. There's goals that you could, I mean, while you're home, there's so many goals you could do, you know, goals with your health, with your nutrition, 
with your finances, goals in relationship, goals with projects around the house. There's no excuse. Goals to generate more income. So goals are writing down what you're going to create and by when. So I have like a running goal sheet of what I'm going to create by when. And when I accomplish it, I check it off. And so I think this is a great time to create goals, a great time to focus on your health, to focus on your emotional health, to focus on spirituality, to focus on relationships. One of the challenges I gave my students a couple days ago is to contact at least two people that you've been disconnected with for no bad reason, simply out of sight, out of mind, and send them a video acknowledging them. Mm. So send them a video, not, not, I don't mean a, a phone call. It could be a phone call additionally, but send two people a video where you're letting know how much you love them. When people are in this space now of setting the intention and then moving on to goals, like for you, it's, you know, work on your next book for other people. It might be reconnect with a friend. There's also, at least what I'm sensing in conversations that I have with people, there's also almost like a lack of fuel in the tank. Some people are just emotionally exhausted by going through what they're going through. There's other people who are juggling the responsibility of, hey, teleworking from home while being the parent and babysitter, in some instances being the schoolmaster and the teacher, while trying to keep the plate spinning, keep the house clean, keep food on the table. And it's almost like that idea of, you know, because we all have done this in personal development where we're like, hey, Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a plague and during an isolation and quarantine. So for some people, it's just like they don't have the they might not feel right now like they have the bandwidth to take on anything on top of just the day to day maintenance of being a, a parent, of being an employee. How can that person give themselves a little bit of grace right now and create the energy that will fuel them to move forward? Well, I think that that's the whole point of intention. Intention is that energy. Intention is that clarity of what I'm going to create. I think that if you go through the steps where you acknowledge whatever stress you're in and you release that stress mm -hmm. and you're able to shift it and reinterpret it, which brings joy and energy into your life, you're able to forgive and let go and forgive anybody, whether it's yourself because you feel guilty about something or resent it with somebody else because you're pissed at somebody. That clears the space to clear to create a clear intention. Sure. And the clear intention is that is the fuel. I'm creating power today. I'm creating love. I'm creating it's in the creation that my brain believes it. You see, your, your mind doesn't know the difference between something positive or negative. Whatever you put into your mind, your mind will chew on it. And so if you declare an intention of love or joy, your mind believes it and starts seeing it. You know, it's not we need to see to believe. We need to believe it to see it. And given that commitment has nothing to do with feelings, you know what? You're, you're feeling what you're feeling and some feelings may linger but that does not take you off the hook from creating an intention. Your intention might be, I'm going to create balance today or productivity. So it just depends on what people are going through. I'm going to create peace with my kids. I'm going to create joy with my wife. I'm going to create connection. Then that moves me into writing down a goal. I think that creating a goal is the fastest way out of a breakdown because it forces me to see a possibility in the future. 
creating a goal is another word for goals is vision. Yeah. What's my vision? So what now what? I'm drowning, but I still have oxygen. What's my vision? My vision is to be on the island. My vision is to be safe. Right now we're going through a crisis. What's my vision? My vision is that on the other side of this, I'm going to be stronger than ever. Our marriage will be better than ever. Financially, we will be better than ever. This, we got this. Sure. I was watching uh, a video from these nurses and doctors in a hospital in Spain. And it was a video that says, please stay home. And that's my message as well. Please stay home, guys. But the video also said that the last thing we could lose is faith. And then Mm -hmm. it said, we believe with all, they had a bunch of rainbows. We believe that we're going to come through this better than ever. These are people in the front lines. Sure. And we believe that we're going to come out better than ever. So that's why intentions to fuel the motivating fuel to a goal. And when we write down goals, we get excited about them. You can share them with with someone that uh, can support you, an accountability buddy. It could be someone at home. It could be somebody, a friend that's not home with you. But sharing those goals makes it exciting. It could be small goals. It doesn't have to be this massive, outrageous goal. It could be I'm going to clean my house up or I'm going to redo my – like what I did. I did the whole pantry. It was It's great. It was like a mess. <laughs> and now my pantry looks like it's you know from a cooking show. I love it. Once we create the goals, then maybe step six is the one where – People in the past, up until now, have gotten hung up because you can't just set the goal and visualize it and meditate on it. And, you know, Jeff Bezos delivers it to your doorstep via Amazon Prime. We've got to move into action. Correct. And so the action is the I think the action is where we get stuck because we don't feel like taking action, because what we feel like is there's so many um Memes, is that how you say it? Memes? Memes? Memes. I don't even know how to say it. There's so many memes of people gaining an extra stomach in this isolation and getting fat and gaining weight. And I think that that also speaks into a collective laziness that we're experiencing by being, it's like when you hibernate. The action requires that you be bigger than however you're feeling. And that's called commitment. And commitment is the twin to action because without commitment you're not going to take the action without commitment the action becomes a nice idea and part of like i was saying earlier having a support system guys there's nothing more powerful than support having a team of people around you that empowers you and sharing your goals and creating and writing down not just the goals but the action plan, what action are you going to take with your health today? What action are you taking with your nutrition today? What action are you taking with your body today? What action are you going to take with your wife today, with your kids today, with your business today? Creating daily action steps and sharing them is one of the most important things you could do. Because that put, and it's really helped me because do I feel like working out every day no do i feel like going on my two mile walk no but i do it anyway because i'm committed and i also have a friend that is like hey so what time are you going on your walk so there's nothing more supportive than having somebody hold you accountable and it's not a commitment's not a feeling 
commitment is the fuel that will take you into the action, into the result. You know, as we talk about structuring our lives to take the action to achieve the result, I, I find sometimes with people that I talk to, there's almost a sense of defiance when people have to put structure in their lives. And, you know, my theory on that has always been that, like, the people who really push back to writing the goal because they're like, well, I, you know, I don't want to put the pressure on myself for it. My theory has always been that they typically grew up in a home where the people who put structure in place didn't do a good job of making them feel safe. It's something that they push back on and resist as adults. But for that person who's just stuck, like, I understand the idea of commitment, right? We all know that, that we have to make a commitment to level up, that any next level we're going to create, health, finances, career, requires a new version of us. How does somebody really find that leverage, though, to make it stick and to truly commit? I think sometimes it's, it's what you said. I agree with you. But sometimes it's the opposite. We are so pressured to perform and deliver a result that if we don't deliver it then we get reprimanded and, you know, we feel like love is taken away from us. So I grew up, you know, if I didn't get a straight A, I was a loser, a failure. And so, you know, I know people that have shared a lot of, you know, sports anecdotes where they had to win the game, but they didn't win the game. The father would berate them and you embarrass me out on the field. And there's this major pressure to perform and you get a gold star if you get all the answers right and you don't get a star. You get like a red F mark on your, on your, <laughs> on your report. So you walk around with a scarlet F letter on your face like yeah. you're a loser. And so I think it's either we didn't have structure growing up or we had too much structure. And I think that we put too much uh, pressure on delivering. And I think that we need to be okay with not accomplishing it. We got to be okay. We got to be more relaxed about our goals. You know, so I am all about creating a goal. And step seven is to actually see if I accomplished it. Mm. And if I did, guess what I do? I go back to step one. I mean, if I did, I celebrate it. If I accomplish it, I celebrate it. And I acknowledge what worked. And if I don't ac accomplish it, then I go back to step one. I look at the lesson. I look at what, you know, I look at what, what's the lesson learned, what worked, what didn't work. Let me acknowledge it. Go back to step one. Let me feel what I'm feeling. Let me reinterpret it. Let me forgive myself. Let me create a new intention, a new commitment, action, result. This is something that might take time over and over and over. The thing about these steps is that it gives you a practical way of looking at your life without the drama, without the excuses, and without the self-beat up. Mm. And I practice this. And when I accomplish something, I am celebrating it. I give myself a treat. I acknowledge myself. I, I take a journal on the lessons that I learned because when you journal on the lessons, you can duplicate them. If I don't accomplish it, I acknowledge myself for going for it. I'm as much of a winner if I accomplish it than if I don't accomplish it because I don't believe in losing. I believe we win or we learn. Sure. And so I think taking the pressure off of I have to accomplish this goal will allow people to actually write them and to be in the flow about it. Yeah, and I think that that also begs the question of, like, why do you want to accomplish the goal in the first place? Some people are just chasing goals for the sake of chasing it or for the 
image that they're projecting to the world, you know, therefore, if they can't project the image, it's almost like they base that on their self-value versus having like an intrinsic motivation that, that this goal is yeah, going to help well, me better take care of my family. Goals, or, that, that's that's we could do a whole, a whole podcast on goals. But when you write down the goals, you want to write down what the goal is by when what will happen so what by when so it's not the goal isn't just to lose weight the goal could be i want to release 20 pounds by this date and then why why do i want to release that i want to release it because i'm committed to my health i'm committed to my well-being i'm committed to you know having more energy so then there's the why you could actually also incorporate the the tools of abundance prosperity you, you could actually visualize yourself there when I visualize, visualize myself and my goal, that, that deepens the why. You can use a treasure map, and that's something that we talked about in the Abundance Prosperity episode, where you create a map with all your goals. You know, get construction paper, cut out pictures of where you want to be, and paste them on the board. And that's a visual aid. So there's a lot of work you can do around goals that will deepen the why. And once I got that why and I create the action plan and I have a support system, then it becomes a lot easier. It becomes fun, especially when I take the pressure off having to have. I think when you have to have the goal, you actually push the goal away sure. versus this goal is going to be amazing. And if I accomplish it, it will be great. And if I don't, it'll be great anyway, because I can learn from it and then start over. Going back to this idea of an abundance mindset during time of pandemic. For the person, like I, I got a, uh, a listener email when I announced you were coming back on uh, from somebody who actually is a doctor. She is working ground zero in the hospitals during this time. So for Erin, we want to thank her for her service, first of all. Thank for you, all, Aaron. Yeah, for, not, just our, not just service, you're a hero. Yeah, for all doctors. I just posted on my Instagram that... You know, some heroes don't wear capes, they wear scrubs. Certainly at the end of this, I hope, we, once we get through the back end of this, I hope we find some way to to reach out and acknowledge all the people who are, you know, yes. risking their health in, in, there in the hospitals. But she had an interesting comment. She said the struggle for her, you know, with when it comes to abundance and scarcity mindset, there's a desire to pull back on her charitable contributions because of theoretical money worries to not spend to worry about her staff being furloughed, the fear of not enough health care resources that are actually real scarcity for people in the hospitals and needing to make those decisions. I think it brings up like a bigger issue right now. How can we delineate between what is real scarcity, what is a real threat during the coronavirus age versus what is just sort of the egoic story or the old patterns of struggle and lack? Well, I would say to her that the reality is there's a lack of resources, supplies, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the attitude of someone who chooses abundance is to be grateful for what there is. Mm. So instead of focusing on who we're not saving and who we're not able to reach, focus on all the people because I don't hear we don't hear much news about this. Focus on all the people that you are saving, all the people that you have been able to make a difference for, because each life matters and each person that you save, that's an entire universe that you've saved. And so my viewpoint on abundance is every single life you touch is a universe that you're touching. And yes, 
Do we need more supplies? Yes. Do we need more resources? Yes. Do we need to support the people that work with us? Yes. But don't lose sight of the absolute abundance of what you are already doing. That is a beautiful thought and a wonderful place for us to wrap it up. Chris Lee, always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope next time I see you, we're clinking wine glasses and celebrating yes, getting on the other end of this I'll in be, person. I'll be in San Diego near you. And, uh, you know, I acknowledge you for doing this and for providing people an opportunity to level up in their lives. And you know that you could always count on me and to the audience that is listening. Uh, you know, they'll be linked up ways to get into communication with me. And, you know, I'm offering any kind of support through direct message. So anybody that has a question for me directly, they could DM me on my Instagram. Chris Lee Motivator is where you find him on Instagram. And also you can pick up his book, The Ten Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. That is available on Amazon. Chris, sending you so much love. I appreciate you, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. I was really energized after that conversation, and I hope that you're having the same experience. If so, could you please let us know that you're listening? Just screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, tag me at CSC Dan Mason, and you can tag Chris at Chris Lee Motivator. If you're inspired by this week's message, could you please leave those five-star ratings and reviews for us up on Apple Podcasts? It really helps us with the algorithm and getting this message to more people. Or you can just give us a follow on the iHeartRadio app or whichever platform that you're listening on. Knowledge is great. Training is great. An inspirational message is great. But what are you going to do to take the principles we discussed today and apply them in your life? How are you going to direct yourself forward? Maybe it's something that you need some help with. I do have spots open right now for VIP coaching. You can get more information on that by going to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Don't forget, you can also find me on Facebook uh, on my business page. We're doing some daily live streams just to give you some supplemental support through this challenging time. Uh, Whatever I can do to support you, I am committed to showing up. So let's definitely stay in touch and don't forget it's time to turn down the volume on your negativity and turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified i'll talk to you next week